You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. So Francis, tell us about the children. How are they doing? Uh, thank you, Pastor Fred and everybody. The children are doing very, very well, especially in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, the emotional uh, the emotional part of life. They were so you know, traumatized psychologically. And, uh, you know, that was the, the big reason why they came to the uh, children's home is because of the to- torture and psychological uh, abuse. And when they came to home, you know, they find people who love them, people who can call their parents, and they are very, very happy spiritually. You know, they have loved, they have known that God is the one who is in, at work there. And at school, they are doing very well. In fact, uh, education-wise, uh, that in in the in the primary school at Teldale Primary School, the top 15 of every class is our children uh, from Tarakwa Children's Home. Okay, so I want to make sure we catch that because that's beautiful. So there, the Teldale community, which is where Tarakwa Children's Village is located, it was a very impoverished community. They had about 350 children. You're going to see pictures of them in just a moment. Then we we when we built this children's village, they their classes they almost doubled. And they went from about 350 total children to now about 450. At the time, it was about 450 children, maybe now even pushing 500, I think. But our children are doing so well that they are the top, the top 15 children in every single class are these children. These children who were abandoned and abused and left on the streets to die are now flourishing and leading the way in that community. And it's a very beautiful thing. So we praise God for that. So go ahead, Bert, get us to the next slide, brother. These are the kids. When George and I, George isn't here, he comes to first service. He's a, an attorney here in town and one of my close friends and just a dear man. Um, but George and I went to Kenya two years ago, met the children. This is, one, this is uh, the guest house and the house where the um, parents live, which I'll show you in just a minute. We'll talk through some of that. So um, precious children. This was only about, at the time, this was only about 100 children. Uh, go to the next slide, if you will, Bert. These are some of the children now. This is a very recent picture uh, and you can see Tarako Children's Village. You see the gates. You see the, to the right there. I'm trying to make sure I have my directions about me. Uh, to the right, that's the, that's the dorms, right, Francis? Those are the boys' dorms or the girls' dorms to the right? Yeah, and then they had the girls' dorms there, and then the mess halls in the back. Um, so go to the next slide, if you will. All right, and this is a picture. You see in the, the, the man at the top right, that's Patrick. He's the daddy for the children. He's sort of the father, the papa of all the kids, he and his family. Patrick is a sweet, sweet, sweet man a good man, and he takes care of the kids with his family. Uh, You see the children pumping the well. Now, clean water was a problem, right? A very, very, very big problem. But when the children's village was built, two wells were drilled. One well for the school, for the actual school, which changed the entire Teldet community, and then a well for the children. Um, And again, these wells are about 10,000 a pop, um, if I'm not mistaken, and, um, and by the grace of God, over the last 10 years, Francis has been responsible for seeing 144 wells drilled and dug. Um, yeah, that's good. All right. So, so at the bottom right, you see the guy in the white shirt, the Mzungu, the white man there in the shirt. Um, he, uh, that's George. He's teaching the kids how to play football. You see me over there on the left um, getting schooled in soccer. Um, if you'll go to the next slide. This is a recent picture, the one at the top. The children are happy. They eat. They're healthy. Um, there's been 50 children added since we, you know, since we left. But then there's also been several children, like I said, replaced because some children have been moved. Raise your hand if you've received an, an email from Emily saying your child has moved from Taraqua. 
Okay, so I guess it was all the first service folks. Um, so that's good news. If you, get, you want to get a letter from Emily at Christian Relief Fund telling you that they found extended family and that it's safe and that it's good for them, you want that. Because not only does that put families together and tribes together, it also brings more room in for more kids to be rescued and saved. Uh, you can see the, the look there. It's a beautiful plot of land. Keep going, Bert, if you will. This is George teaching the kids how to play football. Um, or American football. It's fantastic. He was like literally running a clinic. I mean, the college, college coaches should go out there and find the children in Kenya and recruit them. Um, but I wanted to do this because I couldn't resist making fun of George, um, which if he was here, it would be more fun for me. But since he's not here, it's still fun for me. Um, but George was loved so much that they called him Uncle George. And so this next picture was supposed to be only about him and three kids, but then it turned into Where's Uncle George? <laughs> Um, but what's great is what you don't know is George is an attorney and he has an aversion to technology. He doesn't own a cell phone and he doesn't even know how to turn on a computer. So when I asked George to take a picture of me and some children, this is what I got on my phone. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things ever. The man's a successful, well-respected attorney who can't take a picture on an iPhone. Fantastic. Um, anyway, God bless George. All right, next So this is Williamsburg Christian Kindergarten. So remember, church, we decided that after a year, we would try to raise $105,000. And we had the big old board, and everybody pulled a card. Some pulled $25, some pulled $500. Everybody pulled what they could pull. And at the end of the year, over the course of the year, we turned in the money. We didn't do pledges. We turned the money in, man. We turned it in. And that one Sunday a year, an orphan Sunday, a year from the Sunday we began, we didn't raise $105,000 by the grace of God. We raised $114,000. But yeah, go ahead. Now, the, the, the B-side remarkable part of that story is just two years before that, three years before that, the church was $300,000 in debt, and now we're debt-free. So God's provision for this church has been phenomenal, considering that we have been a part of homelessness work in this town, and it's spread out like a movement, and all these different things. God has just been good to us. Well, we were able to build a kindergarten and Francis, how many children are in this kindergarten now at Williamsburg Christian Kindergarten? 35. 35 littles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, when we were there, we met some of them. Uh, you'll see here this picture of some of them. I took pictures while they were praying, which I should not have done. It wasn't a good example, but they were so cute. Um, and their prayers were so sweet. And the one little one there um, who should be like on a magazine, Babra, um, at the bottom right corner, that's Aaron Otis, Aaron and Randy Otis, and Hattie and Kaya's little girl. They sponsor her. She is precious. Um, so yeah, these, all these children are just so sweet and precious, and they're learning, they're growing, and they're getting prepared for primary school, which is why these kids are going to continue to lead, uh, not only in this community, but in Kenya as well. They're gonna, they love their country. Uh, keep going, if you will, Bert. So this is how they have to walk to primary school. Uh, you can see over there to the top left a, a, a river they have to cross. It's rainy season right now in Kenya, and that they cannot cross that. It's too dangerous. It's flooded over. So they have to take the long way. How far do they have to travel, Francis? Uh, maybe uh, two and a half uh, kilometers. So about maybe. a mile and a half, mile, well, mile, mile and a half. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They, now, now, George and I walked it with them, and it's, it's, it's not the easiest walk in the world. Um, we walk through the bush, and you have, to, you have to walk around or through the bush around some monkeys. And monkeys and, you know, are not like Madagascar. They're, they're not moderately kind and funny. They're actually very violent. Um, and they will attack the children and beat the children. Uh, the only reason the monkeys wouldn't attack the children is if there's adults with them. So Patrick uh, and his wife, they have to walk with the children every day to and from school, uh, too, unless they go the long dirt road way. 
uh, through the barbed wire fence. I mean, it's, it's all the way through. Okay, so next. When we were there uh, two years ago, they shut school down to uh, bring the village elders to us for me to meet them and Emily to meet them. Um, and uh, it, was, it was quite an honor. They were telling us how at first they thought the children were all demon-possessed and that everything was going on was of the devil. But then they realized that God was at work. And then to quote an old, old man who was walking around a dirt road, carrying a, moving his cows from one place to the other, he said to me and a brother named Josphat, he said, I know now that God has landed on Taraqua. And he didn't even know who God was. But he told Josphat he was interested in learning all about him. Because they see. But as a result of what they saw, go to the next slide if you will. Uh, these little children, these precious boys and girls, next slide. Um, now can provide for this community in a way that was unexpected. This is called Norma's Posho Mill. Norma is a member of our church family that is now with the Lord. She had sponsored a child and grew to love these children. She actually, what makes it special, and I forgot to tell Tammy and Susie this, is that you and I had spent time with yes, Norma, yes. With, um, with Norma and Harry, yeah. when Harry was with us as well. And what was great about spending time, Francis and I, with Norma and Harry, is um, Norma's house was warm, and it was comfortable, the couch was comfortable, and Francis, he was in there, but then Francis fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> It's a highlight of my time. I'm like, Francis, wake up. Wake yeah, up, Francis. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. Sorry, I didn't. That's such a great story. Um, but Norma's love for cooking and Norma's way of providing for people through the kitchen. Um, when she passed and she went to go be with the Lord during her celebration of life service in lieu of flowers and that sort of thing, uh, the family had asked that they give to CRF to her child, and also to the work at Taraqua's Children's Home, and we had enough money to put together with some WCC money and was able to build this posho mill. Would you explain what a posho mill is, please, sir? Thank you, Pastor Fred. Uh, the posho mill is, uh, is a place where we, we grind our uh, maize flour. Uh, you know, our stable food, the food that we eat all the time, is called ugali, and you make it from corn flour with hot water. You just mix without adding anything else. And that is our staple food. We, we hit that one from Monday to Monday, like every day. And uh, uh, we grind over there, and people will come and line up and grind. And we could grind like, you know, a lot of them going to the next, you know, maybe about three kilometers to grind uh, the, the meal, um, the, the posher meal. Yeah. That is, that is the posher meal. Yeah, so, so, now, so now what happens is the Teldet community, because of, of God's work through a life and through the lives of many, um, and, and with the celebration of life for Norma, her life celebrates onward with this corn mill. Uh, now the Teldet community get to no longer travel three kilometers. They just get to go up the hill. Uh, and grind their corn. Not only that, it saves the children's home money every month, um, a significant amount of money, but also uh, they're going to be able to take care of some widows in the Teldet community for cheaper than what the widows would have to pay for elsewhere because now this is going to be the provision of the Lord. So this not only blesses the Teldet community, particularly the widows and the orphans of that community, it also serves as economic viability. So it's an economic sustainability process now that this is helping fund the Teldet community in a sense and helping them create some self-sustainability even more than what they had before. So it's a beautiful thing. So we call it Norma's Posho Mill. But there's a funny thing about the name Norma. If you remove the R and it's Noma, in Swahili, that means dangerous. 
Which kind of speaks for Norma, if I may say so myself. All right, like, you know, all right, love her, but there it is, right? No, but really, so, so it's important that it's Norma's potion meal and not dangerous potion meal because then it might not serve its purpose. Um, so so this, is a, this is a big blessing uh, as well. And it's going to run on electric, electricity rather than gas. So it's better for the environment, which is important. All right, next. More children. That little girl in the top there, kind of the center of attention, that's Abigail. That's mine and Allison and Ian's girl. All right, keep going. So as a result of all this, a church began, Taraco Christian Church. Because we were able to raise more money than necessary, we were able to build a wing to the children's village to create a church building. Um, and now uh, 200 people are a part of this church, um, 50 people from the Teldec community when you count the children. The gospel has gone out. The gospel continues to go. But here's what we have now in church. We have more work to do because these are kids that we love and we take care of in whatever way we can as they are learning and growing and taking care of themselves is we need to be able to fund the pastor that's there. Pastor David is a man who comes and serves that church and evangelizes the community, shepherds the community, pastors the children and pastors the church, but he doesn't have adequate financial support. So we're going to have to, over the course of the next while, we're going to be presenting to you a vision as to how we can support his work and support these children and the ongoing growth of this faith community, this church that has been planted called Taraqua Christian Church. This man right now, he's a 60-year-old brother with wife, his own children, um, and he has sacrificed much, as many Kenyans do, to serve the Lord. And so we can sacrifice a little more to serve the Lord and to empower him to serve the Lord. But also one of the things that's beautiful that happens as of all of this and with God, what God has done in Francis's work and something you may not know that I've been a part of is I also sit on the board of directors for the, Virginia, uh, for the Victory Christian Training Institute. Um, so, uh, Bert, if you'll go to the next deal. Uh, Victory Christian Training Institute is also where I've taught some classes for these Kenyan men and women who want to study to become pastors and ministers in Kenya. And you'll see that this is in, this is what the building looks like. It's an aluminum building. It's got dirt floors. Um, the way I have to teach uh, when I teach is I'll record everything on a video and I'll send it to them. They'll have to get it somewhere else because there's no Wi-Fi here. Um, and then they will play it on Simon, who you don't know yet. Simon's laptop, they'll all gather around and they'll listen to it and they'll do the worksheets and everything. Um, most of the teachers at this school are local Kenyan pastors. It's a very dangerous thing for a Western white pastor to teach theology in Kenya in a lot of different ways. So I'm very, I'm very specific with what I teach there. It's very important that they have contextualized gospel and understanding gospel and how gospel and cultures move in Kenya. So I have a very, very small teaching role, but I care deeply about these students. The graduating class uh, for this particular uh, tenure, students that I've had the privilege of teaching and knowing and loving are graduating Saturday. They graduate this Saturday, um, and there are 15 of them, but there are 45 students in this school. Now, I want to remind you that Francis has been a part of planting 102 churches, 80 pastors. Churches plant where pastors are sent, very simply. They share gospel, people are baptized into Christ, and the church begins gathering under a tree, and that is church, and church grows and goes and grows and goes. This is in the second hottest valley in all of Kenya. It's the most impoverished valley, but it's also a two and a half hour drive to get there. So men and women who want to study to become a pastor or minister of the gospel to get a college Bible diploma, it's an accredited diploma, to get a diploma, 
have to give up everything that they do for two weeks of their life, sleep in one of the hottest areas of Kenya on a dirt floor in an aluminum building, and do so after they've paid a tuition, very small tuition, and they have to travel two and a half hours to get there if they can get there by vehicle. Sometimes it takes days, days for them to get there. So what we had proposed and what we had been working on over the last probably two years, right, is moving the school to Eldoret, Kenya. Because what happened by the grace of God, next slide, is somebody gave us a church building. Just straight up gave a church building to us. It was an abandoned church building. The floor it has a floor, which is incredible, um, but it's fallen apart. But they gave it to us nonetheless, and it's in Eldoret, which is one of the larger cities in all of Kenya, which makes it much more central for many more men and women to come and study. But not only that, what we want to do is we're not only going to start a school of theology, but, which is already there, we're going to start a school of business. So what we're going to do is we're going to help, we're going to create a school of business that allow people to graduate with a business diploma as entrepreneurs in Kenya so that they can create redemptive for-profit businesses. It's going to promote a redemptive for-profit model. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it just simply means this, that the, product, that, the, that the profits that are made will be reinvested in the community for the good of the community and not just for the good of the person who started the business. And it will spin off other businesses and hopefully create more economic viability as well as send out pastors. So you'll have a school of theology and a school of business. And here's the best part. Children with Christian Relief Fund will be scholarshiped in to this college, and their sponsoring ship, their sponsorship will not change. So if your child graduates primary school and wants to go to business school or wants to become a pastor or a minister, then you keep paying your sponsorship, and they go straight into the college. And that in and of itself is beautiful, and they can give back to the community and even plant churches as a result of that. Is that cool or what? So over the next year, we're going to be sharing this with you as well so you can see how this is working because it's all connected together. Because when you plant the gospel, the church grows out of the gospel. And you're empowering the people to be the people that God wants them to be in this place. And they are well ran and taken care of. Our hope is that as we raise money for the school of business, that we can raise enough money that the top three graduates of the school of business will be given seed money to start a business. In order to be chosen to receive the seed money to start a business, they will have to present a business plan, go through an entire process, and they'll be awarded that, and then they will be helped in starting their business, and they'll create jobs. And they will employ widows and orphans. They'll employ the people that nobody else wants to employ because this is birthed by the gospel. It's a beautiful thing. Um, the School of Theology has been in existence. Please pray for the students as they continue to grow and learn. And as they continue to plant churches and be sent out in the churches, um, this is a beautiful thing. So what the shepherds wanted to do is make available to you, there's a basket in the back. We're going to have our normal tithes and offerings as always. But if you want to give a love offering to Francis personally and to any of this work, then feel free to give an offering in that basket. If you want to write a check, make it out to Christian Relief Fund. And that's kind of how we're going to continue to move forward as we always have. Church, the thing is, is you've changed lives. Like you've changed 300 lives beyond like almost i mean there's only i mean that's 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 incredible we change communities just by entering into the darkness in the easiest way possible is there anything you would like to say to the church francis thank you so much uh, i would like to convey my heartfelt appreciation to this church to all of you uh, wonderful people because you've been 
uh, so supportive and in prayers and in support. We were really uh, beaten by our enemies, the diseases, anger, oppression, uh, darkness, spiritual darkness, and homelessness. But you've stood with us. You've helped us. And as a, like a lieutenant in, 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 in the battle, I, I bring a lot of thanksgiving to you. You have really turned around lives in, in, our, in our country. And from the people, from the churches, from those children, from my family, from the pastors that works with me, we really appreciate and, and thank God for you. We love you. And every time I come to the United States, I would like to pass through here. Sometimes Pastor Fred uh, gave me some food and it was very, very sweet food. And I, I asked him, what is this, Pastor Fred? And he told me, this is called banana pudding. And, <laughs> and it, is, it, it is found here and in heaven. So uh, anyway, we, we are so thankful. And may God bless you. May God bless you. We are so thankful. You are amazing people. And that's why you just took your time coming to Africa through your acts and, and, and being with us and helping us. Our, our continent is right now having a lot of light. And we hope in the near future, those children will be able to change Kenya. And they will be an example to our country. And they will glorify God. And we pray God to bless you and each one of you and this, this church. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, brother. So, so I want to say to Francis in front of everybody that a lot of times when I was in Kenya, one of the things that was, that was communicated over and over again is how amazing the Kenyans think that we Americans are and how amazing they think that, uh, that you know, even our, our church is. And I appreciate the honor that they would give us. But the truth be told... Um, for me, and I told Francis this in first service, the Kenyan Christians show me what it looks like to be Jesus. We give of our cash and our money, but when you take up tithes and offerings in your churches, you give cabbage and eggs. We give of our abundance and you give of your little, which you still see as abundance. When you could have walked past the darkness because you had enough problems and burdens of your own to carry, you charged the darkness. The men and women who sacrificed their lives for the glory of the gospel, the men and women who sit underneath the hot sun in the dry desert under a tree to worship the Lord God, as we sit here in our chairs in the comfort of an electricity and an air conditioner and four walls and a roof that is secure and fine. It's you, Francis, it's you Christians in Kenya that show us what it looks like to be like Jesus too.